I'll just save, save you the trouble, Nathan. My last name is Hobbegger, and my first name is Doug. But Hobbegger's kind of tough, so I just said I'll pronounce it for you so you didn't have to stumble over it. I've been called Hamburger, Harbinger, um, just about anything you could imagine if you put together Hobbegger, but it's just like a silly beggar, Hobbegger. And uh, so it's quite easy. It's a Swiss-German background. Well, good morning to all of you. It's good to be here. Uh, as I said, my name is Doug Hobbegger. I'm uh, from Morton, Illinois, uh, down just uh, 10 miles from Peoria, and uh, I represent the RHMA home office. Um, you know about RHMA, Pastor uh, Jed and Joella, and so I bring you greetings from uh, the home office staff there in, in Morton. It was a beautiful day to, to drive up here. Sometimes when I take speaking engagements in February, you always wonder. In fact, I always ask the pastor where I'm going to uh, preach, give me a name of a contact person and their phone number just in case the weather turns bad and I slide off the road or something. But today, beautiful drive. It was just like driving in the spring, as, as Nathan had said about the, the springtime coming. Well, um, I appreciate whoever put together the service and was, uh, I assume you were tracking with uh, the title of the sermon this morning is Let It Shine, and it's going to be about light. So we sang about light, we read about light from the scriptures, and uh, so thank you for those of you who uh, um, put together the, the service and the elements of it. Uh, but just think about times when, when you have uh, gone into a, a dimly lit restaurant from a very bright outside, or perhaps when you entered a theater from a, a very well-lit lobby, uh, or you, as you go farther and farther, maybe into a cave, if you're into spelunking, uh, all of a sudden it gets darker and darker. Um, I've always been kind of suspicious of dimly lit restaurants. I like to see in full light what I'm eating, especially if I'm paying a lot for it. Uh, but, but you know that as you go into a dark place from a very bright setting, you eventually get used to the dark, and your eyes start to adjust to the dark. Well, ever since Genesis chapter 3, when uh, Satan deceived Adam and Eve into sinning, his strategy has been uh, to get us used to the dark ever so gradually. Uh, sometimes we don't even recognize that we're getting used to the dark. Paul said in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 11, that Satan disguises himself as an angel of light, but actually he is an angel of darkness. Now, we live in a world that celebrates darkness. Uh, Christians need to celebrate the light and not celebrate the darkness. This isn't a time to curse the darkness, however. It's a time to turn on the light and, and be serious about making an impact on, on those who live in spiritual darkness. In fact, uh, one of the verses uh, um, that we know very well, and I'm sure the small group has studied it and will study it, um, is uh, from John 8, 12. It's uh, the, the, the place where Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And uh, so it's from the one who said, I am the light of the world, where we get our light, where we become people of light if we're followers of Jesus Christ. He said, I am the light of the world. Um, th this morning, I'd like to spend some time in Ephesians chapter 5. And uh, if you uh, have your, your, perhaps you use a, a scriptural app, a Bible app, um, I'd 
like you to get that out and turn to Ephesians 5 if you actually use a Bible that opens up and has pages, uh, but you're not exactly sure where Ephesians is, just look in the table of contents at the beginning of the Bible. You paid for those pages as well. So go ahead and, and look. There, there should be no embarrassment about looking rather than kind of opening your Bible and hoping it looks like you're at the, kind of the right spot so if anybody happens to look over your shoulder. But just go ahead and look in the, in the table of contents. Um, it's a... It's perfectly fine, but uh, I, I would uh, just like all of us to be in the, in the text um, this morning. I'm going to be reading from the, uh, the NIV, so if you have a Bible app at least, uh, you know, you have a lot of different opportunities to, to look at different translations, so I'm going to just be reading these a few verses from um, the, the New International Version or the NIV, Ephesians chapter 5, starting at, at verse 8. Paul says this, for you were once in darkness, uh, that's spiritual darkness, and basically that means you were once ignorant of God, but now you are light in the Lord, live as children of light. Um, in, at the beginning of Ephesians 5, Paul said, live as people of love. Now he says, live as people of light here in verse 8. Verse 9, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out, but rather expose them, for it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for it is light that makes everything visible. This is why it is said, wake up, O sleeper. In other words, rise from the dead. Rise out of darkness, so to speak, spiritual darkness, and Christ will shine on you. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word. We thank you for those who are here this morning to receive your word. I pray that you will just help our minds to be alert, to understand it, and our hearts will be willing to obey it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, Paul's argument here, in the, in the we just read, uh, his argument is based on a fundamental premise, and that is this, children of God have undergone a dramatic transformation. And when I say children of God, I mean those who are followers of Jesus Christ. We become children of God through Jesus Christ. So children of God have undergone a dramatic transformation, which is described as, as having been transformed from darkness to light. Those who are saved are not merely improved. If you are saved here this morning, you, there's a lot more going on than you just been merely improved from your former life. Paul said you've been transformed, not just improved, but you have been transformed, and now you are people of light. So this morning, let's uh, just take a few minutes, uh, well, maybe more than a few minutes, um, but uh, let's take uh, some moments together to consider what it means to live as people of light. What does it mean? So if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you are in the light, or, or basically, maybe even more accurately to say the light is in you. So what does it mean to live as people, as, as children of light? 
And I'm just going to mention three things from this passage, and hopefully they will be easy enough that we can grab on and hold on to and, and, and remember. Um, so the hope, they're, they're going to be more clear than clever, I hope. Um, so, so just uh, try to remember these three things this morning we're going to talk about. What does it mean to be and to live, to live as children of light? Well, first of all, it means the people of light stand out. They stand out. Verse 8 says, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. So live like that. In other words, you've got to stand out. People have to see that you are different, that you are living in the light. People of light stand out. In Matthew chapter 5, we have part of the Sermon on the Mount. And in that uh, sermon, Jesus said this, you are the light of the world. Again, it's not that you are in the light. The light is in you. He said, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out. Let your good deeds stand out. In other words, for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. People of light, stand out. Jesus said, let your good deeds, let your actions, let your shine out. Let stand out so all can see and praise your heavenly Father. You see, the change in our condition should be accompanied by a change in our conduct. So when we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior... Obviously, there's been a change in our condition. We've gone from darkness to light. But it also needs to have a change in our conduct. Stand out. In other words, believers are children of light. They should act like it. They, they should stand out, not blend in. Unfortunately, some Christians, and I'm sure it's not you, but unfortunately, some, some Christians are like dimmer switches. Uh, lights up when around other believers, and lights dimmed when around non-believers. Uh, there are some Christians who believe that to be an effective witness, they need to keep the lights dim, the lights low for the sake of not threatening an unbeliever's lifestyle or values. And, and of course, we need to be careful um, how we live and what we say around unbelievers, but we should not keep the lights dimmed low. We are children of light. We need to stand out. Unfortunately, some Christians are more like nightlights than they are sunlight. Uh, we have nightlights in our bedroom and we have nightlights in our bathroom so two old people don't fumble around and stumble around and hurt themselves. But they really don't help But when because we need to turn on the full light um, it, it, maybe it will guide us to the bedroom or the bathroom, but we need the full light to work our way around those rooms. But some Christians are more like nightlights than they are sunlights. Their light shines only a few hours, and, and, and then it's life as usual. Um, to live as children of light means light's bright. It means a light's bright lifestyle with a switch hardwired to on, never dimmed stand out. We live as children of light when there is a radical contrast in our conduct with the world's conduct. Uh, leaving the lights up requires that we, verse 7, 
It requires that we don't participate in the things these people, in other words, the people have been described in the verses prior to what I read today, we, we should not participate in the things that they do. Verse 11, people of light take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. In other words, stand out. Lights full up. It is shameful to even talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret. But their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. For the light makes everything visible. Just watch the bugs and the rodents run for cover when the lights come on. You've seen it happen. Second Corinthians uh, 6, Paul asked, how can light live with darkness? Well, the answer is it can't. Light overcomes the darkness. Light can always overcome darkness. And so we are to live as people who stand out. Stand. Well, secondly, people of light stand up. They not only stand out, they're not, not, their conduct is not only full lights on so people recognize that they are different, but people of light stand up for what is good, verse 9, for what is good and, and right and true. Paul calls it the fruit of light. What, what does light produce? What is the fruit that it produces? Well, it produces what is good and what is right. And what is true, and we need to stand up for goodness and righteousness and truth. In Philippians 4, um, you know these verses, I'm sure, at least most of us do. Uh, Paul said, now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your, thought on, th fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. In other words, stand up for those things. True followers of Jesus are... Uh, are people of light, and, and they let the fruit of light produce in them these things. And even the fruit of the Spirit that we read about in Galatians chapter 5. You see, there can be no harvest if there's no light. Um, we know that. <laughs> Seed can be planted in the dark, but it can't grow without light. It can't produce fruit. It, it just uh, dies in the ground. It doesn't produce anything of value. Paul calls those things the fruit of darkness, seeds that are planted, but they never see the light and they never grow to produce goodness and righteousness and, and, and truth. What is good? In other words, moral excellence. And what is right? Integrity in, in, in all of our dealings with God and others. And, and what is true? In other words, what is honest? What is, what is not false, but it's honest. Those are the fruit that, that light produces. People of light take their stand on the pure light of God's word. I'm happy to see that a small group is studying um, uh, about light, uh, the light of the word from, from the gospel of, of John, um, because people of light take their stand on the pure light of God's word, not darkness. Psalm 1 says this, oh, the joy, or blessed is the man, oh, the joys of those who do not follow this, the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join, or sit, in other words, with mockers. Lot is an example of just the opposite of that. Abraham's nephew Lot in the Old Testament, he's just an example of someone who sought happiness in the dark. 
he made tragic choices. Uh, it, it, let me just kind of walk through what he did in Genesis chapter 13. You don't need to go there, but in Genesis chapter 13, uh, we, we, we've noticed that Lot began to make these tragic choices. He, he began by looking towards Sodom, a wicked city. God said, don't go there. And, and Lot stood and he looked at Sodom. And he gazed at Sodom for a while. And then the, the next thing we see he's doing, it says he set out towards Sodom. He started to walk towards Sodom. He started to walk toward darkness. And the next thing we read, he actually pitched his tents near Sodom. He kind of decided to just not, 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 not just walk toward there. He, he decided to maybe try camping out near Sodom. So he started to live in the, the darkness of Sodom. And the next thing we see in chapter 14 of Genesis is he eventually was living in a house in Sodom. He pitched his tent and then he pitched his tent and he went and he actually lived in a house in Sodom, in darkness. He dwelt in darkness. And finally, in chapter 19 of, of Genesis, we see that he was sitting in the assembly of the city council of Sodom. Psalm 1 verse 1 says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or actually sit in the seat of mockers. People of light stand up, not sit down. They stand up against the darkness. They don't sit down in the darkness. 1 John 1, 5, and 6 I think we read from 1 John 5, didn't we? This is the message we heard from Jesus, and we now declare to you, God is light. There is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. So people of light, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you have become a person of light. You have been transformed, and... and uh, the change in your condition needs to be seen in the change of your conduct. People of light, first of all, they stand out and they stand up for what is right and what is good. And I said there are going to be three things this morning. So you know that we're already done with two and we're going to three. You just don't know how long the third point is going to be. Um, but at least we're, we're on the last point. And hopefully, again, it's one of these memorable things. We stand out, we stand up, and we stand firm. People of light stand firm to that which pleases the Lord. Look at verse 10. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Find out what pleases the Lord. And how do we do that? By investing ourselves in his word. That's what we out what pleases the Lord. And we find out what pleases him, then we are to stand firm in these things and do not be moved. We will follow those ways, what uh, we, we sang right before the message this means. There is more than avoiding what displeases. What's a good thing to do is to avoid what pleases, what, what displeases, um, kind of because of the fear of divine punishment, but having a genuine desire to do what pleases the Lord not just what 
avoiding displeases him, but having a desire to do what actually pleases him is what children of light stand firm in. Um, my kids are grown, but they were kids at one time, and I have grandkids, and so I see this in them. Um, when they're young and they're immature, they're pretty good at figuring out what displeases mom and dad or what uh, displeases grandpa and grandma, although actually there's not much that does because uh, my job is to spoil my grandkids. Um, so those of you that are grandparents, you know that. Um, but they're very good at finding out, okay, I'm going to avoid what displeases mom and dad, but as they mature, hopefully they will also start to discover you know, because of my love for them, I'm going to do actually what pleases them. I'm not just going to avoid what displeases them. I will do what pleases them. And that's what we as uh, children of light need to do. Find out what pleases the Lord, and we stand firm in that. So people of light put every thought and every action to the test. They say, what does the Lord think about this? You know, there's what would Jesus do bracelets that would go, and maybe they're still around. But maybe we need to step back even one step before that and say, what does he think about this? What does he think about this? Every area of our lives comes under the searchlight of the one who said, I am the light of the world. Every conversation, every form of language that we use, our thoughts. Did you know there's a verse in the Bible that says that we will be judged upon every careless thought that we've ever had? That's sobering. Every careless thought. Now, we won't be judged for punishment as believers are not judged for punishment when we become Christians, but our works will be judged to see which of those things will re receive rewards and which of those things will burn like hay and stubble and straw and we're going to be judged not on, on just only everything we've said, and we've all said a lot of careless words, but on every careless thought that we've had. Every area comes under the searchlight. Our wardrobes, books, magazines, apps, uh, movies, entertainment, relationships, habits, and so on and so on. What does the Lord Think about this. Stand firm in what pleases him. Pleasing God is a lifelong process, one that is, is never complete, but one in which there should be perseverance and growth. Ephesians 6, the chapter after this, verse 14 says this, Stand firm then with a belt of truth buckled around your waist. Stand firm. Paul says in another place, when you've done all, stand. Stand firm. So what does it mean to live as people of light? Well, people of light stand out. They're noticeable. They're not obnoxious, but they're noticeable because of the difference in their lifestyle. They stand out. People of light also stand up for that which is good and right and true. We don't just stand aside. We stand up for those things. Many times 
Christians are known for what they stand against. And there are things, obviously, we need to stand against. But we also need to be known for things that we stand up for. And then, of course, people of light need to stand firm and to say, my life will be a life that is pleasing to the Lord, and I need to know what is pleasing to him. So I need to have my, my, my eyes focused in the light of the word of the one who said, I am the light of the world. So this morning, I'd like to just close by asking four pertinent and very penetrating questions. Four pertinent, in other words, are very important, but they're very penetrating questions. And the first one has to be asked, are you living in light or are you living in darkness? Jesus and Paul didn't give a middle option. We are either living in light because we're followers of Jesus Christ or we're living in darkness because we're rebelling against Jesus Christ and we're still living in the ignorance of God. Are you living in light or in darkness? There's no middle option. There's no dusk. There's no dawn. Jesus said again, John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. So, Again, are you living in spiritual light or are you still living in spiritual darkness? And if you're living in spiritual darkness, Jesus said, you need to come to me. You need to recognize that God the Father sent me into this world to die for your sins and put your faith and trust in him. And you will immediately, immediately, not gradually like uh, we get used to the dark, but immediately you will be in the light. And then it starts a lifetime of living as children of light. Second question, are you standing out or are you blending in and fading into the shadows as Christians sometimes? That's a challenging one for all of us, including me. I have a very good friend who I'm just praying that he will come to the Lord and He's not close there yet. Shouldn't offend him. And I, I, I don't do things to offend him, but I need, to, I, I need to stand out more sometimes. I went to visit him in the hospital one day. He called me. I was on the road, actually, when I got back into town, um, went to the hospital, and, and he was uh, rather seriously ill. And, uh, you know, I just said, let's call him George that's not his name but we'll call him I said George can I pray for you before I leave and he said well if it make you feel better I guess so I have a long way to go but I hope he's closer than I think he is stand out not blend in he knows where I stand but I need to continue to stand there are you standing out or are you blending in or fading into the shadows third question are you standing up what is good, right, and true, or are you stepping aside or actually even sitting down where you ought to be taking a stand and speaking for goodness and righteousness and truth? And third, or fourth, I was an English major, not a math major. So. <laughs> fourth, are you standing firm or giving in to the darkness sometimes? Are you standing firm on what pleases the Lord or are sometimes you giving in to what displeases him? 
It's a lifelong process. We are, we are going to be made perfect when we get to heaven. And the Lord is in the, is, is in the process of bringing us to perfection. But we always need to keep asking ourselves a question. First of all, am I in the light? Am I a child of light? And then if I am, am I standing up or standing out first? Am I standing out? Do people know that by my conduct and every now and then by your words too? That would help. Am I, am I standing out? Am I standing up? Am I standing firm as I continue to live as people of light? Let's pray. Lord, Jesus said he's the light of the world and that all who have come to him walk in the light as he is in the light. It's our calling as Christians. When we live and we walk as children of light, it pleases God and glorifies him. And in some cases will result in the salvation of others. But help us to be faithful as we are light. As this week you bring us perhaps into situations where we need to remember that we need to stand out and we need to stand up and we need to stand firm. May you give us the strength and the ability to do that. For those today, this morning, I don't know the people here, I don't know their hearts, but you do. If there are those who still need to become people of light, children of light, in other words, meaning that to accept you as their personal savior, may they make that decision today. And to find out the wonderful, wonderful change that takes place in those who say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I want to follow you as my Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.